Hi, this is Harry Blaylock. You're listening to the podcast in Axe Murderer's Memoirs. These are stories from a book I'm writing. This particular section is entitled My Crazy Dad. This story is Those Daring Young Men and Their Flying Machines. My dad also became a pilot, but before he could afford to buy a plane of his own, he decided to make one. He bought a kit to make a motor-powered hand glider, and we spent several months building that thing in the garage. One of the unique features of it was that the wings would fold in half to make transporting it easier. So basically, you had this big wing, a cage made of metal tubing attached to the bottom of the wing, and a motor with a propeller attached to the back of the cage. In the back of our house were these rolling fields with gently sloping hills on them. He figured that would be the perfect place to try this contraption out. He'd start the engine, strap himself into the cage, and then take off running while gunning the throttle trying to get enough lift to take off. I'm not sure he ever really thought much about how he would safely get back down after he was done flying. But the point was to get in the air. Anybody can get back down. Well, as fate would have it, Dad could never get the hand glider to go airborne in the backfields, no matter how many times he tried, and trust me, he tried a bunch. So after a little research, a very little research I might add, he decided to strap this monstrosity to the top of the station wagon and drive up to Traverse City, Michigan, where there were some cliffs right on the edge of Lake Michigan. He read about other people with regular hand gliders taking off from there. You know, the ones without the motors. He figured if it was good enough for them and they were getting enough lift, then it should be a piece of cake for a motor-powered hand glider. By this point, he also figured that he might be a little too heavy for this particular hand glider. So he decided that I should be the one to take it on its maiden voyage, since I weighed about 80 pounds less than him at the time. Now, it's not that I didn't want to help or be cooperative, but the thought of jumping off a cliff with that thing and heading straight down into Lake Michigan just really didn't do a lot for me. Yep, I was being a sissy again. But all I could think about was the chainsaw incident and the yellow submarine incident and many more that I haven't even bothered to tell you about. I don't really recall being asked if I wanted to do it either. It was more him filling me in on the plan and then loading the glider onto the top of the station wagon, wings all neatly folded. Now you can just imagine the butterflies in my stomach. They were more like dragons, actually. But I dutifully forced myself into the station wagon for the several-hour drive up to Traverse City. We hopped on I-75 and started heading north. We'd only been on the road for about a half hour when a huge gust of wind came along, ripped the glider from the top of the car, and smashed it all over the expressway. Now you may not believe in guardian angels, but let me tell you, after that, I have never doubted. My guardian angel picked that thing up off the car and smashed it into an unrecognizable pile of garbage before my dad had a chance of making me jump off the cliff with that strapped to my back. It was a very quiet ride home with me trying my hardest to suppress my biggest smile. By the time that I was 17, you would think that I would finally be wise to my dad's crazy schemes and steer clear, and so help me I tried. But every so often I would still get suckered into something. One weekend, he told me he wanted me to come with him to a friend's house on the lake. The friend had a speedboat, lived right on the lake, and had a nice long dock going out into the lake. I thought, okay, we're going for a boat ride or going fishing. What could possibly happen? On the way there, Dad tells me that the friend has this old Navy surplus parachute and that we're going to parasail behind his boat. I was already getting a headache just trying to imagine the myriad of things that could go wrong here. When we got there, they demonstrated how to do it. The person wearing the harness would be running down the dock as the boat was taking off and getting up to speed. Two guys would be running behind him, holding the parachute up so it didn't snag in the dock. And as soon as the wind caught the parachute, it was up, up, and away. They all did it flawlessly, 
and I had to admit it did look like a lot of fun. Then it was my dad's turn, and I was one of the runs running behind him, holding the parachute up until the wind caught it. Sure enough, up he went and had this amazing ride around the lake from about 75 feet above it. It wasn't like the parasail boats today where they just winch you back in and the ride was over. The boat would just slow down and then dump you into the water and then came and picked you up. Then it was my turn. I have to admit I was kind of looking forward to flying above the lake and looking down on it. There was a definite adrenaline rush. I put the harness on and got ready. My dad and another guy were the ones running behind me holding the parachute up until the wind caught it. While I was running, everything seemed to be going just fine until my dad dropped the parachute. It caught on the dock and I was the monkey in the middle. The boat didn't see that he dropped the parachute, so they were still going full speed ahead. Meanwhile, the parachute was quite firmly attached to the dock and the slack in the line was quickly disappearing. Once all the slack was gone, I got slammed into the dock like a rag doll and I felt like I was being torn in half. How did I not see this coming? Why in the world did I agree to let my dad be the one holding the parachute up for me? Would I never learn? The amazing thing is that through my childhood, I never managed to break a bone. Stitches? Hospital trips? Oh man, there were so many of those I couldn't keep track of them. But how could I have survived all those catastrophes without ever breaking a bone? I'm Harry Blaylock. This podcast is an Axe Murderer's Memoirs. Thanks for listening.